This is real life. This is this is the handmaid's tale. What's going on? I don't know if y'all saw, but one of the pharmaceutical companies is named Gilead. That's Gillette. So welcome back to She All Red. I'm Alana. I'm Samra. And today we're wrapping up the book, y'all. Like, this is the last episode for this season. That's honestly insane. It flew by. It really did. That was crazy. It was. Um, So what we're going to be talking about today is the conclusion to text me when you get home, how our friendships end, change, and endure, which honestly is probably the best caption. It's not, oh, it's not a caption. No, that's, it's kind of dark. It's kind of dark, but. But powerful. Yeah. Like, and change. <laughs> All right. Endure. Endure. Aww. Right. Endure. It leaves me on a good note. Right. Okay. So since we've been reading all the quotes at the beginning of a chapter, you want to read this one? Yeah, it's a little less intense or less relatable, but it says, Louise, no matter what happens, I'm glad I came with you. And that was Thelma and Thelma and Louise. Which, honestly, I've heard that's a really good movie, and I've always low-key wanted to watch it. Is it a movie or a show? I think it was a movie. I've never seen it. I haven't either. I'll look it up. Movie night? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So this chapter, I think we mutually agreed we really don't have a lot to talk about. It was a a quick one. It was a a quickie. It was was an overview, I feel like, of what we have talked about in the past chapters. So it's not not much new content. Right. Um, But if you, again, per usual, if you find something that maybe we didn't find, like we talked about everything and then you're like, wait, they didn't talk about this. You already know what I'm going to tell you to do if you've been listening long enough. (laughs) That was beautiful. (laughs) Email she will read she well read qa at gmail.com uh you know what it is <laughs> black and yellow black and yellow. <laughs> oh my gosh wait but the book is black and yellow oh, wow you wow. love coincidence we love a good coincidence okay. it's a film Thelma and louise is a oh, film is okay All 1991 right. dang that was before we were born it looks really good so um what so like off the bat i was like what in the world is a boston marriage like i have never heard (laughs) what is that if you guys are reading along uh let us know how you felt about this right like have you ever heard of a boston marriage no one's ever told me about this in history class but it's i i want to be i wish i could have been in one a boston marriage i feel like you like i think it's just a term like it was heavy in the 19th in early 20th century but like no no no. i'm seeing 1880s well i don't know okay but for those of you who don't know what a boston marriage is um historically it's the cohabitation of two wealthy women independent of financial support from a man Um, and it's a term that like started in new england Mm. uh, between the late 19th and early 20th century these women were cohabitating yeah because they were like cohabiting? cohabiting yeah 
<laughs> I cannot. I'm dumb. It's fine. It was basically like a like a. It was it was it les. It was like a lesbian couple, wasn't no. it? No. They were just co co. Yes. <laughs> I'm not even gonna try to say the word cohabiting. Yes. <laughs> cohabiting. No, they were not les lesbians. They weren't. They were not. I mean, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Honestly, but like generally, it was a partnership. Did they have children? No, they so it was spin it was single women like independent women like didn't have anything but themselves in their career or like their money or like whatever they were working on and they were just like hey I'm single hey you're single want to live together and we're best friends basically <laughs> Is that how it happened? I think that's exactly Was how there it a happened. dating app for this? <laughs> like Bumble like you can find friends <laughs> on Bumble or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Find your Find your Boston marriage. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Well, Good anyway. Anywho. Really interesting. Um, Something I didn't know. Right. But past that, um, a really good quote that honestly, like she could have mic dropped at this point and like could have ended the whole book on this. It's on page 217, uh, third chapter, third chapter, third paragraph. It says, our friendships today aren't being shaped by society saying they're important for our propriety but by women changing the rules themselves. We're reappropriating our friends as our people and soulmates. We're writing movies and television shows that take the way we are together seriously. We're tilting our culture by insisting on a solid spot for ourselves and our friendships in it and a wider audience in response, is responding. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah, that's that's literally, like if I ever wanted someone to know like what this whole book is, I'd yeah. direct them to that paragraph exactly and be like, that's about it. Yeah, you're right. That's what this 100%. whole thing is about. Just really super detailed. <laughs> um, I like that. Yeah. We're taking ownership of our friendship. Right. We love to see it. Mm. Ooh, okay. So basically on 219, uh, I think it starts on 218 actually. But basically it talks about these two friends, um, Melissa and Alexandra. Uh, and they were like really best, like best friends for the, like a really long time. Um, and basically she introduces this section as like, she says, this doesn't mean that we won't ever step away from each other for something else. So it's kind of mm. getting to the point where like, this is either like fight or flight for your friendship almost in a sense. Like, like is it going to last? Yeah. Enduring. Changing, is changing, change, or change, change, maybe? Cause this one didn't endure, but Basically, Melissa and Alexandra, so um, Melissa's moving, and they, like, had an established routine, like, they did everything together, they were very much like a Bonnie and Clyde, like, best friend edition, and... Um, kind of like, I mean, I wouldn't, it wasn't a Boston marriage, because they, they had different places, but kind of the same thing. Yeah. They're, like, um, relying on each other. Like you said, they've got their routines. Right. They're always with each other. Right. But Melissa's like, hey, like, I want to go move closer to my mom and, like, like venture out, basically. And Alexandra's more like, well, I don't want things to change. Right. Um, so, like, and Melissa's like, she basically said it's not going to, like, she said she wanted to marry and have children. And she said it's not going to happen for us if we stay in the same place. Uh, you and I are kind of holding each other down because it's so easy to be together that we don't force ourselves to go out and look for real partners. And I feel like that can happen. Like you can get so stagnant wow, in yeah. a relationship 
and just be like, oh, like, this is my norm. This is the usual. Like, mm-hmm. this is what I want to do. And this is easy. So this right. is what I'm going to keep up. Because, you know, sometimes there's so many other changes going on in our lives that we're just like, we need this one constant thing that we know it's not going to change. That's so true. But sometimes that, even that has to change and we have to be okay with it because that's just what life is. Like growing is, it's uncomfortable. It is very uncomfortable. And you know, sometimes we need a healthy distance to grow Mm. and we also like need to push each other to do so. Wow. So like that, it kind of reminded me of like when you first told me you wanted to move, like possibly move to New York and I was like, Ah. oh my gosh, like we're just starting this like podcast idea. Like how are we going to do this from two totally different sides of the country? Wow. Like that was kind of the back burner of what was on my mind. But like front, I was like, oh my gosh, my best friend is moving. What am I going to do? Like, But you were always very supportive at the same time. Yes. It was like internal fires in my head, but but I never wanted. Right. But I never, I always wanted to, you know, very much support you and what you wanted to do. Cause at the end of the day, you have to do what's best for you. Yeah. And I was so excited. Turns out I'm staying. I'll be in Birmingham for the foreseeable future. Right. But at the time I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to New York, change of pace. I've been here forever. I'm ready for something new. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and Lana was, she was here. Yeah. So really just like, you're always trying to support your friend, like, even though that change might be uncomfortable mm-hmm. and that's very much, I feel like a test of your relationship. Yeah. This one was tough. Like, first of all, um, let's see, who was it? Melissa. Like she had the self-awareness to be like, I, something needs to change, you know, if this is, if I'm ever going to get to the next stage in life where I want to be, I have to move away from Alexandra. And I think that that's, first of all, tough. Like whenever she realized that that must've been hard, Mm -hmm. but, um, breaking it to Alexandra and Alexandra didn't want that. So she wasn't, she wasn't supportive in this moment. Right. And like, that's hard. You that know? is hard. It's like, cause you want to be, but at the same time, like you're hurting too. So I think it's finding that nice balance of like understanding, like what this change means for mm-hmm. the other person on mm-hmm. the other side of this. Yeah. And also like as much as you want them to be there for you, like you have to be there for them too. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of like in this, you, you'd either grow stronger together or like drift. But I mean, honestly, either is okay because in the grand scheme of things, if it was meant to be, it's going to, like my mantra is if it's meant to be, it will be. Right. So like just yeah. because you drift now doesn't mean you can't come together later and down the road. You know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. you, like you might need a pause on your friendship. Yeah. Just right. to grow and do what you got to do and then come back and like, it'll probably be better than where you left it. I agree. So, but like, like I said, no matter the decision, like it's okay. Like you will be okay. Like it even says in the book, um, the two friends are less intertwined now. Mm. Um, for example, if Alexandra has a work trip, she won't automatically suggest Melissa to join her anymore because Melissa's busy planning her wedding and traveling with her fiance. But Alexandra still calls Melissa, her best friend. Like, it's kind of like we were talking about, I forget which chapter it was, but like you have tears, like you have like the best friend tier. Ah, yes. So it's like either, even though you may not be there all the time or like your relationship might've changed, like you're still my best friend at the end of the day. Right. But yeah, so, and then Melissa says, no, Alexandra says, I have people that I probably wasn't as close to when she was here 
that I become closer to now, which again, makes sense, would happen. Um, and they, she says it, but there's still not that one person, which, you know, she wouldn't want to do, like she's not going to replace her best friend. Um, yeah. And it's just hard. It's hard. It's hard. She's like, you know, (laughs) um, it wouldn't be, she doesn't want to replace her. And, um, it's hard not to have like her one person in her life anymore. Right. And then I kind of like the shift Kayleen went into from like that story to kind of like the next topic when she says it's impossible to keep our friendship static. Um, which like no one like we wish it wasn't but it is um life is changing like we're all we're all we're all going through our own like different experiences and and um changes in life so right like our priorities and goals change it makes sense that we could drift apart and move in separate directions and that's not like you said it's not a bad thing it's just the way life goes right and um, I feel like it's all about how you handle the shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, she goes into the friendship of Joni and Susanna, um, which the two of them trying to they were in film school together. Yeah, so they they became friends after. Kind of like rolling their eyes at um, a student in class, and they were both doing that, and it brought them together. So mm-hmm. it was one of those like um, mutual hatred. Yeah, that <laughs> type of friendship where um, <laughs> they got each other on on levels that other people didn't. They connected as writers, and um, they felt like their problems were different than their their other friends problems they really were in like this little relationship with each other right even like Joni came out as a lesbian and it honestly brought their friends their friends their friendship together even closer ah Um, yeah that was interesting to me right and it's like that's a real friend right there yeah like something like that that's a huge like life change right that's a huge shift Mm -hmm. but they didn't let it like ruin their friendship but where the drifting did start to happen, kind of, uh, is when Joni met someone that eventually became her wife, and now her wife's coming with her everywhere, and like that dynamic has completely changed. Which right. I feel like that's even more tough. That's hard because you know the the person wants to be with their significant other. And I think that that person is probably enjoying this situation because they're like, I get to hang out with my partner and my best friend. Right. But then from the best friend point of view, because I can relate to this, been through it. Mm. um, From the friend perspective, it's like, okay, yeah, like I'm really happy for you that you're in this new relationship and that you're happy. Mm -hmm. And like you might even be cool with that person, like literally have nothing against him. But at the same time, it's like, but I still want my time with you because it's like when we leave here, y'all are going to have y'all's personal time. Wow. But I won't ever get that if you keep bringing (laughs) this person like with you all the time. That's a great point. And I think that's for like people who are in the relationship, like it's hard to see because like they're just so happy that, oh my gosh, I get to have all of my favorite people with me all at once. Mm. And it's like, you know, I have nothing against that like new person in your relationship, but like. I still want to keep our relationship, our relationship. Like there's something that I may want to talk to you about 
that I don't necessarily want to talk about in front of the other person. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't like, even though that person has been welcomed into this, into your best friend's life, you don't have that history with them. Right. So at the end of the day, they're still, they're not as close with you. They don't have that history. Right. And I feel like it's really important in those situations because she even talks about this, like she was saying how Joni told her wife things that were very personal and like she told to her in confidence that all of a sudden her wife knew because Joni told her because she had that relationship with her. Yeah. But it's like, keep the privacy between two people like private mm-hmm. when appropriate and necessary mm-hmm. like just because i told you something doesn't mean i want you telling your partner too like because i know there's that thing that pillow talk where you talk to your significant other and you tell them about all these things and that's fine like if it's a common knowledge type situation where like everyone knows that's one thing but if it's something I told to you like in confidence during like a time where we were just talking right and I needed someone to talk to like don't go exposing that that's a great point and that's something that you you don't think about in the moment because it all blurs together mm-hmm. and you're you're just you're just thinking of your best friend and or, or speaking about them and um you know um it all it all goes together in your mind because that's your best friend and it all like it all relates you know something that mm-hmm. happened in this moment that you're telling them about may relate to that thing they told you in confidence later on mm-hmm. and it's easy to forget but it's super important because that is an invasion of the other person's privacy right and it's something that um you know it can get awkward later on. Right, because then it's like, well, I don't want to tell you anything anymore if you're just going to go and tell your significant other. Like, there was a reason I was talking to just you. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. So I feel like it's important to, like, maybe even, like, say that in the beginning. Like, hey, like, I'm coming to you. Like, if they do start talking to somebody new or, like, are in a relationship with someone new, like, Mm -hmm. hey, like, I'm really happy for you, super excited that you're happy, blah, 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 blah. But when we have our conversations, can we keep that as our conversations? Like, don't go telling your significant other and pillow talk or whatever, just so there's that open, like... So maybe then it'll click earlier on. Yeah. I feel like you're not obligated to say that, though, because that should be... I mean, right, right. It should be. But like you said... I guess if there's a history of that happening, though, it would be probably good to say, to maybe say something. Right, right. Because it's like, sometimes you don't... It's not not one of those situations where it's like, oh, I'm just not going to tell them anything anymore. Like, if that's your person, like, that would be a really hard thing to do. Yeah. So I guess, like, my thing is just try to work through it before Mm -hmm. you just cut them off completely. Oh, oh, for sure. Cause no need to no need to ruin a friendship over it. Right, right, exactly. Um, so I just think that's really important. And so there are a lot of friendship stories in this chapter. There were a lot of friendship stories. The in this names chapter. are running together, I'm getting confused. <laughs> right. Um, but like one thing that um, who said this? Susanna said that. So Susanna, for those who have been keeping up and might get a little lost, Susanna's the one who um, is straight and she's not in a relationship. Uh, She says, we're force fed the importance of the romantic narrative. Uh, You're expected to be hurtling towards this goal of finding a partner and you're supposed to be happy for anyone who achieves Mm -hmm. that goal. 
But of course, there's a feeling of loss, but you don't talk about that because you're supposed to be 100% happy. And that's on page 223 for those of you following along towards the bottom, like ch- paragraph. I don't know why I keep wanting to say chapter. <laughs> that's a great um, paragraph point, four. Though. That's a great point. You're supposed to be happy. Right. And you're not supposed to talk about the loss that you're feeling because this person is off with their new person you right. know that's hurtful in a, in a sense right but at the same time it's like my feelings still count too you know what I mean yes yeah like all feeling like it, it gets complicated it's hard not to gonna talk lie. to that person about how you're feeling a loss when they're in this like new super era. happy hey like hey is yeah and like mm-hmm. just you don't want to bring them down in a way right exactly so that's hard it is hard but I feel like it's all about really in that moment it's really all about communication and you've really got to talk it out as as uncomfortable and this is from a person who was really bad about it at first but now I've learned and wish I would have communicated better my feelings and how I felt about certain situations like it's honestly so much better just getting it out from the jump instead of waiting and like fostering that because then you just you built can it up. blow up you can blow on up. that person right and they had no idea that's how you were feeling right and at that point it's like yeah they upset you but like now you're the one who kept that in you should have said something right so it's kind of like yeah, both parties involved tough. and that just it just makes it even more complicated than it already was and right. so just i think the point is communicate 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 if we haven't said it enough during this entire season well, yeah, you're right. Communication is key. Key. I feel like we hear that a lot. We do. But, but it's easier said than done. Right. I was literally just about to say that. We're on the same wave. Whoop, whoop. Okay. That was cringy, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on to the next friendship story. Okay, so the next story is about um, a publicist in New York who is in her late 20s and five months pregnant. Um, and she felt really lonely. Her husband had a lot of friends, or she and her husband had a lot of friends, like couple friends or whatever, but none of them had children. So it was hard for them to relate. And so she was Mm. talking to them about her baby experiences and all the things that go along with that. And they were just kind of freaked out, which I get. Like, I feel like if one of my friends had a baby right now, it would be like my first experience. Yeah. Like being in that type of situation. So I. It, it would all be new to me. Right. Um, so she got to the point where she was like, I just I just want friends who can understand. And um, she decided to create a group. I guess the Internet had just started and there was this uh, website called meetups.com. So she called her group First Time Moms of Color in Brooklyn. And so she ended up finding eight other pregnant women who were also going through a similar thing as Carla. And it really like changed everything for her during her pregnancy. Um, They would go out together and just having this shared experience really brought them together in a way that she had never experienced before. And I thought that was super, super, um, I guess relatable. It reminded me of me and Julia, my roommate, going through the Sigma Kappa initiation together. Sorry, and they were roommates. Okay, and we were roommates. <laughs> yes. Um, so, like, I think we we talked a little bit about the sorority experience, 
in an mm-hmm. earlier chapter. Yes. Um, but just initiation in general is like a very freaky time. There's like a, a lot of new things that are going on. Um, you're having to learn a lot of things under pressure. And um, it's usually during school, like college. So there's already a lot going on in general. Right. Um, and so when I was, I guess, I guess going through that process, process, I went through it with my roommate and going through all the meetings and all the things that we had to dress up for. It really ended up bringing us together in a way that you know, like even though we were both in college together, we had completely different majors. We, um, you know, we hung out in the room, but af- outside of that, there was like a lot of time that we were off with our own friends. Mm-hmm. So going through this experience together really brought us together, um, which I guess, of course, but there's just like no one else you can talk to about those experiences, I right. guess, especially in like, those types of like more hush hush types of situations right like you said in that sorority sesh, uh sorority type situation where you can't really talk about it with anybody else outside of the sorority exactly and like also no one else would want to talk about it like it's right like what it's like okay, <laughs> we don't care we're not great. in it yeah, yeah. <laughs> like awesome for you but like i'm not there's a reason i'm gdi or whatever right um anyway that i i kind of related to that story and like pregnancy is like way way more extreme and i'm so glad that this like that's just creating your own community if if you don't have one right that's kind of again again how this book club right like there wasn't a podcast or book club out there that we felt necessarily fit into our lifestyle so Mm -hmm. we decided to make one I'm so I'm so happy about this. Honestly, like this has been so much fun. Like mm. even if we I'm gonna like, miss this. I'm gonna miss this book. I'm gonna miss. Oh, I thought you meant the podcast. I was like, this is it. This is it. Just the last episode, right? Of recording this season. This is honestly, you guys. This has been a really great experience for us. And as you know, like this is all pre-recorded. Um, so we're really excited. Like once this comes out, to get you guys' feedback. Another shameless plug, shewellreadqa <laughs> at gmail.com. Always. Always. You guys will literally, if you've listened to this season from start to finish, if you don't know that email by now, have you been listening? Have you? Have you? <laughs> <laughs> I would I would like to make this a drinking game. Like every time Alana <laughs> plugs the shewellreadqa email, we have to take a shot. Right. Or a sip of wine. That could work. That could work. That could be healthier. (laughs) Right. Right. Because you say it a lot. Yeah, I do say it a lot. It's fine. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so after that, she... So I'm on page 230 for those of you following along. Okay. And at the bottom... Flips page. (laughs) She says, when we're little, our friendships are encouraged, even seen as vital. And she talks about how the actress Molly Ringwald has talked about raising her daughter to rely on other girls. Mm-hmm. She says playdates are more important than you realize. Connection is a skill that's taught and girls really need to learn to trust women to know that their women friends will have their back and that you can talk to your female friends about things you can't talk to anyone else about. I think that's something that begins in childhood, which I was like, yes, wow. praise. Mother of abso- the year. Right, mother of the year. I absolutely. Like, Yes, because I feel like sometimes we lose sight of how important, like, starting it early on, mm. showing how important it is mm-hmm. and that it is possible because it's kind of like the foundation. 
Right. And how you interact with females your whole life, like, right. it builds on each other. We saw that in Kayleen's story. Right, it does. And so just, like, you know, kind of emphasizing, like, because I tell my sisters all the time, I'm like, like, I love seeing y'all hang out with y'all's girlfriends and how y'all have this connection with them, like, even at their young ages. You're right. You get to see, like, the, the next generation or whatever. Right. Which <laughs> I honestly was kind of worried because I was like, all they they don't talk. Like, all they do is do they're they on their devices. They, hang out? they talk. They really do talk. I mean, they talk about things like, you know, TikTok or whatever. But hey, they're talking. That's all that matters is they're talking. That's so cute. It is. Um, that social interaction is key. Key. Not right now, though. Social distancing. Right. We practice social distance in this house. I hope that the coronavirus is magically cured by the time this podcast drops, but it's not looking so good. It's not like, looking great for the home team. It really, the home team is all of human race because it's, <laughs> right. it's affecting us all. And it really is. It's really dark times. It is. So y'all stay safe out here um, and listen Don't to this interact. podcast while you're in quarantine. Read a book. Um, so at this point, we're kind of wrapping up the book and she talks about, um, she goes back to Renee, if y'all remember. Renee. Her popular high school friend who she caught, um, she caught up with randomly. Yeah, like later in, in life. In life, yeah. yes. Um, and how that can reshape the way you think of someone. I thought that was really cool because I've been, I feel like I've been um, like reconnecting with people I used to know in high school. Somebody that I used to know. Right. Since I never <laughs> left the city. I sing a lot, y'all. So I'm still here. Yeah. Well, yes. And that too. I, I <laughs> she's, she's also still here. Yeah. Singing. I'm still here. I've had to suppress my singing on this, actually, because I'm like, I don't want to be singing the whole time. Do you sing that much in real life? Yes, I sing a lot of things, just like randomly. I've really never noticed it as much as I've noticed at the past recording sessions. You really? Know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess because it's just we so kind of do it. Well, we kind of do it together sometimes, so maybe that's why you don't notice it. True. Or was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I'm a savage. Classy, bougie, ratchet. <laughs> yeah, like that. When we break out into random <laughs> right. songs. Okay. Right, right. No, but seriously, <laughs> this part of our Renee reminded me of my own life because, um, again, like people change and what you thought of them at one point, like you've also grown. So, of course, your perspective is going to evolve. And I just think that reconnecting with people is so cool because it's like you already have this history that you, you know, it's not like necessarily meeting someone brand new right. uh, where you you really don't know much about them, but it's like you have all this knowledge about this person. And I think it allows you to be honestly like stronger friends from the get go, if that makes mm. sense, because it's like, yo, like um, we've kind of like grown up in similar areas and we know each other's background. And I just like. I know you, you know what I mean? Right. But again, I'm learning more about you because you've evolved. Right, like the person I was, I, I bet you can attest to this, the person I was freshman year of college is not the same person who I am now. Right. Like I've grown so much. We love to see it. We love to see it. And like, so have you, honestly. Like, Thank who God. I'm, 
Who I met freshman year. Yeah. She needed a reboot. <laughs> Rebrand. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to try to make the noise. I can't so, do it. No so, way. Is that like how you can't roll your R's? Yes. I'm actually like, when it comes to noises, like from your mouth, like yeah. I'm untalented. I don't. It's I could never be an actor. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. So I'm a podcaster. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Try it. No, I'm not. I've done it many times. It's sad. Well, like, I mean, well, like, you can't say it's just a mouth thing because you also can't snap. No, I can snap. It's just very Don't come for me. My snapping. (laughs) I can snap. Okay, but. Okay, yeah. It's not as loud as some people's snaps, but. So wrapping up literally the entire book. Sad moment. I'm going to read the very last paragraph on page 235. Read it really slowly okay. so this won't ever end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. In going back and thinking about my friendships and hearing about other women's, I see this. Our friends are not our second choices. They are our dates for Friday nights and for our ex-boyfriend's weddings. Now, pause. I was like, What? <laughs> That was the first time she tripped me up this whole book, and it was at the end. Why? Why would like, she throw that in there? I was like, ex-boyfriend wedding? Question mark? Maybe, she, maybe that happened to her. Like, maybe you know what? She... That is very adult and shows growth. Like, if you can stay on good enough terms to where, like... Because if y'all invited. were friends... Right. Like, if y'all were friends before, and right. then... You know what I mean? Like, you ended on good terms. It kind of reminds me of a Ross and Rachel... How he's still, he's still invited her to his wedding. Probably shouldn't have. Probably not. Yeah. But anywho, so we'll continue. They are the visitors to our hometowns and hospital rooms. They are the first people we tell about any news, whether it's good, terrible, or mundane. There are plus ones at office parties. They are the people we're raising children with. There are advocates who, no matter what, make us feel like we won't fail. They are the people who will struggle with us and who will stay with us. They are who we text when we get home. Oh, Kayleen did that. Right. I said fire. She threw that in at the end. Straight fire. Like, wow. She really brought it home. She really did. Friendships. Yeah. So with that, we are wrapping up our first season. Text me when you get home by Kayleen Schaefer. If this season has inspired you to go out and read the book, please do. It's never too late to start the book or finish the book if you never got around to finishing it. Great point. Um, And if you have it today, reach out to your best friend, check in on them, see how they're doing, check their location like I do all the time. (laughs) Creep on them a little bit. Just creep on them a little bit. Call them. Maybe even call them. Maybe even call them. Yeah. Leave them a voicemail. Right. Lana's voicemails are some of my favorite <laughs> of all time. So because I never leave them, but like sometimes I just get inspired. <laughs> yeah, they're they are inspired. I'm I so have weak. to say, I'm so weak. Um, and with that, do you want to announce the second book? Are we gonna do that? Or are we gonna do like a Instagram drop? I feel like we should do an Instagram drop. Oh, y'all thought. All right. <laughs> so we're going to do and an Instagram drop. Completely turn that around. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> well, I mean, we've dropped hints, so maybe they'll figure it out. If you. Ooh, ooh, ooh giveaway. Ooh, challenge, 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 or challenge. Challenge, challenge, giveaway, giveaway. Maybe. We'll see. Check yeah, on Instagram. We'll see what, what happens. Um, <laughs> if you think you know what book we're reading next season, then drop us an email on my shameless plug, shewellreadqa at gmail.com. And for any comments, questions, feedback for 
Right. Um, really, just about anything. Give us an email at she will read at qa she will read qa at gmail.com and for any business inquiries if you want to do ad space sponsorships collab in some capacity our business email is she will read at gmail.com and with that we've had a lot of fun Mm. we hope you guys have enjoyed it so much fun it's been so much fun honestly i feel like there was something else i wanted to say go for it does that happen to you it does a lot. Actually. Oh man! Maybe think of it. we'll drop it on Instagram. If we think of it. Okay. Or tweet it. Or tweet it. Right. We'll see. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Anywho, this has been the Fine first season off. of She Will Red. We'll see y'all next season. Bye guys. Bye. Thank you for listening today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Please follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube to stay in the loop of all things She Well Read. And remember, if you have anything to add, comment, suggest, feedback, send it all to SheWellReadQA at gmail.com. And for any business inquiries, send us an email to SheWellRead at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe, download, and leave a review for today's episode. And subscribe to us on any platform you listen to podcasts. We love you. Thanks again. Bye.